Welcome to the Portland International Church of Christ. We're wonderful. To, it's wonderful to have you today. Happy Mother's Day. I know that um, for a lot of people, this is a really <coughs> special day. I, I know that it's an odd day because of the times, um, but that you can't maybe be with your mother or mothers be with your older <laughs> children. But uh, I hope you're, you're really feeling celebrated for sure. You know, there's a lot of kinds, there's a many kinds of mothers. There's birth mothers, there's um, foster mothers, there's stepmothers, there's all, all types of moms, spiritual moms. Uh, you know, good mothering is something that's very precious. And um, any of us that have experienced it are very, very grateful. I want to say happy Mother's Day to my mom and to my mother-in-law and, um, and to all of the moms out there. But um, I know that it is also a day that is sad for some. And I've talked to some people this week, um, even grown women that have children of their own, that this is one of the saddest days of the year for them. And um, I know that we want to rejoice with those that rejoice and mourn with those that mourn. I know that many of you wish you could be with your mom, but she's gone on, or you've lost children, or you never had the children that you wanted. But hopefully today as a body, as a church, we can come together and we can have a time with God together that will really meet all of those needs that we can really be together. Um, but welcome, it's wonderful to have you. Let's begin with a prayer. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for this wonderful day to bring glory to you, to focus on you, to think about knowing you better. We pray that you would meet all the needs that are out there, the, the ones that are rejoicing and, and just so grateful for their moms, and Father, the ones that are really mourning as well and having such a difficult time. We pray that we would come together and that our love for you and your love for us would truly fill us up. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, everyone. All right, everyone. Let's do Let's some sit here. <clears throat> gotta get a beat going on. I've got a home and I've got a crown. I've got love that won't let me down. And I've got a home and I've got a pride. He'll wipe away the tears from my eyes. In heaven, in heaven, I've got a home in heaven. In heaven, in heaven, I've got a home in heaven. Let's hear it. I've got a home. 
forever to stay. I've been forgiven and I'm on my way. Well, I've got a home and I've got his grace. I'll see my life face to face, not on Zoom, in heaven, in heaven. I've got a home in heaven, in heaven, in heaven. I've got a home in heaven. I've got a home. Well, I once was lost, but Jesus, he found me. His blood on the cross. Oh, I've got a home that I get to share. And I've got a promise, and I'll see you there. Oh, in heaven, in heaven, I've got a home in heaven, in heaven, in heaven. I've got a home in heaven, well, I've got a home in heaven, I've got a home in heaven. You're muted. Unmute. Thank you, Korea. That's wonderful. Oh, we've got a home and boy, are we grateful. <laughs> and there will be no social distancing there. So we're really happy about Or for that. those that like social distancing in heaven, and it, well, it'll work well, out. Yeah. <laughs> we will at least get to be together in, in some way. But, um, you know, today um, in our time together, I was thinking we, we can focus on knowing God and knowing God better, because that's really what as disciples of Jesus we're all about. And one of our best ways, of course, of getting to know God is through Jesus and through his life on earth and watching how he walked and talked and what he was like, what he, you know, the way he spent his time and the way he interacted. It was just really wonderful. But as we read the Bible, we can really get to know God. And it, it, all of it, the first, the, the Old Testament, all through the prophets, I mean, there's so much about who God is. And, you know, I wanted to start with a verse, a um, couple of verses in Psalm 9, verses 9 and 10. It says, the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know you, those who know your name. We'll trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. You know, it equates here this idea of you, knowing Lord, God have leads us to trust him, which makes so much sense. You know, with, with a person, I mean, just in our human say, with a person, if you know them, you know what, whether they're trustworthy or not. But if you don't know someone, 
you're not sure. It's like, you're, it's hard to trust a stranger. And yes, very often we call ourselves to trust God, trust God, but maybe we need to be knowing him better and it would help us to trust him. It's like it says, a refuge in times of trouble, a stronghold. That's what we need. We're, we're in worldwide. We're sort of in a time of trouble now, a difficult time. And so to know God better will lead us, I believe, to have a deeper trust in him. And he will be that stronghold for us. So today we want to focus on getting to know him better. And you know, there's a difference in knowing about someone and knowing someone. And, and yet knowing about them really helps. Um, I know that Carlos this week on Wednesday night shared his heart with us, his story with us. And it was so powerful, Carlos, thank you. It was a wonderful time together. And, uh, and it is actually still up. If, you, if any of you missed it, you should go back. It's on our website and get to hear Carlos share that story. And Jamie Steech was there as well. And she shared a great lesson. So we'd love to have you look at that. But I felt like I knew Carlos better after that. I heard his story. And so very often hearing stories really does help us connect. And we can learn all sorts of facts. Maybe there's someone, you know, a newscaster, or maybe there's someone right now, a, a health professional, or someone that you feel like you know so much about because you've researched them, and you, or maybe it's a sports star, or some, and you know, you can know a lot of facts and a lot of knowledge, and even some stories, which is great, but it doesn't mean you, you have a relationship with them. It's different to know about someone than to know them. You know, and I think that very often with God, we just get to know the facts. We just read the stories. And it's really important that we reach out and we experience God in our lives. We have a real relationship through the hard times, the good times, through the mourning that some people are going through this week. I know that there are a lot of people that are worried for their children, a lot of people that are worried about a lot of different things, their jobs, their finances, their health. There's a lot of fear. I mean, there's a lot that people are going through. I know that with on the news and the um, there's a lot of fear in the family, especially families of color, and, and just sort of the danger to their children and their families. And so I know that there's a lot of anxiety, and, and I know that what we have as disciples is God, and we can trust in him, but, as, but we need to get to know him better and better to really be able to trust. Um, I want to look at one other scripture in Colossians 1 and verse 10. It says, we're praying, so this is Paul talking to the church there, we're praying this so that you can live lives that are worthy of the Lord and pleasing to him in every way by producing fruit in every good work and growing steadily in the knowledge of our Lord. Now, this idea of growing steadily, steadily growing in the knowledge, that's something as disciples, I think that we've got to do. We've got to think in terms of consistently, steadily trying to keep growing. 
You know, you feel like, well, I've been a disciple for 10 years, or I've been a disciple for 30 years, or whatever. You may feel like, I know the Lord. And yes, you do. And that's awesome. But we can steadily grow and get more and more knowledge of God. And that will help our trust to grow. It will help, help our conviction. It will get us stronger especially to go through these times. So I, was, um, I really believe this is a wonderful thing that we're going to do today. You know, there are many um, pictures that the Bible paints for us with words. Some people call them metaphors or similes or whatever. I'm not sure. I'm not sure anybody knows exactly. And so, but I think that these pictures that are painted are wonderful. You know, God is referred to as a rock and a shepherd, a castle, and a shield, a fortress. And of course, Jesus, who is God, is referred to as the bread, the bread of life, living water, the vine. And these, each one of these words, each one of these concepts, give us a deeper understanding of a characteristic of God, a quality that God has. And so I think with this, it's wonderful. And one of the things that the Bible gives us are these pictures of God um, as a good mother. And some of the qualities of God are described as a good mother in different situations. So, you know, God is described as a, a mama bear that's been robbed of cubs. God is described as an eagle mother okay, that's taking care of her, her nest and her young ones. God is described of a comforting mom in times of trouble. He's described as a nursing mom of an infant that never forgets. And he's also described as a hen that gathers up those chicks close to their bo his body. And I love this because today, of all days, I think it's a good day for us to look at these metaphors, these characteristics and qualities, and get to know more about God, our Father, and how incredible he is and how much we can trust him. So today, I've asked several of people, brothers and sisters, to share some things with us that I think is going to make our, our time together, our fellowship, really special. So Alan is going to come, and he's going to uh, talk with us about that mama bear. And then Tino is going to join us and, um, and talk about that mother eagle. And Carlos is going to be translating for him. And then Pearl is going to talk about that comforting mom. And Aaron is going to come and, and he will be sharing about that nursing mother, an infant. And then Michelle Kern is going to lead us in communion and talk about being that mother hen, how Jesus wanted to just sort of scoop us up. Um, so, okay, Alan, if you would start us off, we'd be very grateful. Yep. Well, good morning, everyone. Thanks for joining us this morning and thanks for giving me the opportunity to speak about being a mama bear. Um, I, I'm not a mama bear, but I uh, have been married to one for 21 years, so I, I've picked up a few things. Um, but I'm just going to look at the scripture and, and give two predominant, predominant thoughts I've had about it um, while I had a chance to think about it this week. So it's in Hosea chapter 13 uh, in verse 8. And it says, like a bear robbed of her cubs, I will attack them and rip them open. 
<laughs> so once I got past the initial, hmm, I wonder why this is my scripture. What does this say about me? I got past that. <laughs> then I, I thought, well, who is the them in this? And we could go into that in the whole book of Hosea and what it's about and who the who this them is that God is going to rip apart like a mama bear. Um, my thoughts were, well, what, what can this teach us about the nature of God, knowing God? What can we know about God from the scripture? And I looked at it and I thought, well, this is a very violent scripture. This isn't the uh, bringing the, the children to uh, her furry breast and holding them and comforting them. This is a bear who's, who something's been taken from her. And in violence, she, she goes, I'm going to destroy those who have, who have taken something I love. And it really got me thinking about how we are that thing, those people that God treasures, that God loves. And when God feels like we are taken from him, he will be very violent in getting us back and destroying those who want to take us. Now, in a practical sense, I don't think I can, can go, okay, well, if somebody in this life wants to hurt me or take me, God's going to come down and destroy them in front of my eyes. I thought more about the violence, really, that was the cross. And how at the cross, what was met was God's will and God's desire to have us and Satan's desire to have us. And what Jesus showed us at the cross was that the violence that happened wasn't necessarily him inflicting violence. It was him allowing whatever violence needed to happen ultimately for him to win and to win us back from Satan. And what Satan was doing at the cross was everything he could to inflict violence upon Jesus in the hopes that he would choose not to be sacrificed, therefore giving us over to him, him winning, basically kind of a fulfillment of um, Genesis three, where, where it says that the head of the serpent will be struck um, that at that moment, that violence that we see that the mama bear in the scripture has to protect her young was shown at the cross. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, and it inspires me to think that we have a God that's willing to go to that length to allow that violence to happen to him in order to rescue us and to free us from Satan, to free us from that enemy. Um, the other thought I had was, okay, in a practical sense, um, there's a lot of things that happen to, to people in the world that are bad. Um, a lot of violence that happens to people that are bad. A lot of violence that happens to good people, to God-loving and God-fearing people. And I think it, it, it's easy sometimes to go, well, where is God here? Where, why is God allowing this to happen to me? Why isn't God coming in like the scripture says and uh, destroying these people or this thing that is uh, trying to take me away? But then again, I thought of the mama bear and how even though the mama bear will ferociously protect her cubs, the mama bear allows her cubs to suffer in a natural world because she knows that they have to be able to grow up and know how to deal with suffering and know how to deal with the, the challenges that come with being a, a bear in the wild, um, whether it's how to swim or how to hunt or how to uh, defend itself, how to how to uh, live and exist. And I think God is the, as the mama bear is the same way with us. He allows us to suffer. 
He allows us to go through challenges. He even allows bad things to happen uh, according to our faith and that we can have a faith that will allow us to live in this world and make it in this world. Um, but it's through a faith and a reliance in him. So those were my two predominant thoughts on this scripture. Um, and hopefully this uh, helps you guys uh, in any way to think about that. But uh, yeah, the, the violence of the mama bear and, and how she will protect us and how that's exemplified and what that reveals about God. So that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you. Hola, buenos días. Primero, church. Uh, thank you, Lisa and Steve and all the brothers for uh, the invitation, the great opportunity on this day. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks to God too, to meet all of you guys. And uh, it's awesome to hear Alan what I think about the mama bear in the same situation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the scripture first. Uh, Carlos, si me puede ayudar, muchas gracias. Okay. Va a ser Deuteronomio 32, 11. It will be written on, the, on uh, Deuteronomy 32, 11. Okay. Okay. Como un, como un águila que agita el nido... Y revolotea sobre sus polluelos que despliega su plumaje y los lleva sobre sus alas. It reads, like an eagle that stirs up his nest and hovers over his young, that spread his wings to catch them and carries them aloft. Uh, yo primero, antes que nada, cuando leo, leí esa escritura, me hizo pensar que espiritualmente Dios es nuestro, nuestro águila que nos protege espiritualmente con la ayuda de que tenemos mucha fe en Dios. When I first read the scripture, it made me realize that um, God is like that eagle the scripture is talking about. Y, y por segunda parte, yo pienso de que Dios pensó en todo. Y en realidad quiero poner esto junto un poquito a lo que estamos celebrando hoy, que es Día de las Madres. And I thought about it. And I saw how God put the whole entire process together, how he thought about every single detail. And today, I definitely, it makes me think about Mother's Day and how it can be, how it can be empathized to these scriptures. Yo pienso que, que Dios nos regaló esa águila que es nuestra mamá, que nos protege desde niños, desde, desde yo siento que desde que nos con, concebimos en, la, en el vientre de nuestra madre, que nos cuida y nos protege desde ese momento. Before we were even conceived into our mother's womb, I feel like, you know, like each one of us was assigned that specific ego, that special one, that would definitely mommy, mommy. make sure that we would be able to survive. Y también uh, pensando en eso, uh, valoré mucho lo que leí esta escritura y vi... La, el águila que tengo aquí conmigo, que es mi esposa, el don especial que tiene cada madre para cuidar, como el águila que dice la escritura, ¿verdad? Que 
que cubre sus polluelos y los llevas bajo sus alas. Y eso lo veo con mi esposa, con mis hijos, que siempre tienen una atención diferente que le dan a sus hijos y a, sus, a su familia. And um, the best example that I can think about uh, an eagle's um, duty is the, the eagle that I'm, I'm married to, right next to me. How she devoted, how devoted she is to making sure that our household is taking care of every single detail, always making sure that you know, uh, putting herself second in her family first. Y también, pues, uh, yeah. yo creo que ese es el lo que pienso, verdad, lo que la reflexión que hice del de la de la escritura y en realidad. Gracias por la invitación. Me dio mucho gusto compartir esto con ustedes y gracias es lo que yo pienso y lo que yo yo lo tomo de la escritura que es una gran reflexión y pues feliz día de las madres a todas las madres águilas. Well, this this was my reflection on this scripture and um, and my wife and I just want to thank everybody for giving me the chance of um, be part of today's service and I just want to wish every single eagle a happy Mother's Day out there, and uh, thank you so much. Muchas gracias. Thank you. De nachos. Morning. Um, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Um, today I'll be reading from Isaiah 66 from verse 12. It says, for this is what the Lord says, I will extend peace to her like a river and the wealth of nations like flooding stream. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. As a mother comforts a child, so I will comfort you and you'll be comforted over Jerusalem. Well, for me, I really love this scripture because it does show another side of God that I don't really dwell on most of the time, which is the soft side of God. You know, when you are, comf you are finding comfort in something, there is a soft side and it's embracing you. Um, well, I would like to first like think of God as my, maybe in my, the characteristics that my own mother has. And I think um, my mom is very comforting that so many times and in our situation where um, things have been really difficult, things have been tense, you know, and sometimes you feel very scared and fearful of what's happening next. But as for me, I find my comfort in my mother and she's reassuring and you know you you will feel happy and comforted after so in the same manner i see it as with christians you know when we are having our tense moments and when we're fearful if we turn to god we will get the comfort that we need and um yeah i just really love that about god because most of the time when i do look at god i think of some intimidating big God that I can't really go to for comfort. But this verse for me just shows me how God is a God of comfort. He brings comfort when we're sad. For other people, today is a sad day for them. And God is your comfort. God is the God where we can go and find our happiness and peace as said in verse 12. So yeah, um, just remember that God is your comfort and is there for you every time. Thank you. Thank you, Pearl. Hey, mommy. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm unmuted now. <laughs> Welcome to the Mullins uh, Cuddle Puddle we got going on over here. Um, we uh, get an opportunity to share a little bit about uh, Shannon, uh, about Jesus. 
uh, and some of the characteristics that have always, uh, you know, inspired me about her uh, that remind me of him. Uh, you know, and from the from the the moment I saw her, I really hoped I would get the opportunity to spend the rest of my life with her uh, before we ever even spoke. And, and it was very obvious that she loved so uh, unconditionally, uh, so sincerely, so humbly. Uh, so gentle. Uh, it was very clear in all the relationships that, that Shannon had that that was her character. Uh, it, was, it was both encouraging, um, exciting, and very convicting all at the same time. Um, even now, as, as adults, we, we consistently have people call us that we're in our, our teen ministry and children's ministries like over 18 years ago that uh, that still want to call and talk with Shannon and have her a part of her life. And, um, and it's, it's no question as to why um, it's very clear. I mean, they want the opportunity as well to be, to be close to the character of Jesus. Uh, I think it's very, um, very much a part of her. Uh, when, when I read in Isaiah 49, uh, starting in 14, it says, but Zion says, Lord, the Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. I just imagine this like little pause there and it's like, please, can a mother forget the baby at her breast uh, and have no compassion on the child she's born? Um, I don't know if Shannon will have the opportunity to forget because they, they, they don't, they don't ever leave her. Um, they, they are stuck to her all of the time but uh after being a mom i i watched shannon's character grow i watched her love grow in ways that i didn't know was possible i, I watched her capacity to love increase her arms got longer her heart got bigger and uh a new thing added like her memory grew in a neat way and i think it's a lot of a lot of like what this scripture talks about where um, the thoughtfulness of her love increased. Uh, she remembers so many people's hard times and is quick to, to, to uh, encourage them. She, she remembers more than just a simple birthday. Uh, she knows all of the things that make them tick, their favorite candies and colors and the things that make them smile. And um, she's got so many relationships where they pass around the weirdest of gifts but it's because of the thoughtfulness in her in her relationships the things that i'm always so convicted by um but it also inspires me to dig deeper uh to pray harder to walk closer to jesus to get to know him more because i know that he doesn't forget anything about me he doesn't let me go he doesn't uh he's not not there when when I'm going through hard times he's he's present when I'm dealing with things he's he's present when I'm excited he's walking right alongside me and he's he he's right there uh and it's always inspired me uh I love being able to see my wife and, and to see Jesus to see his character and to be inspired to grow more um that's all I've got to share for that I appreciate you guys letting me have a chance to talk thank you Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> okay. Michelle, are you, you ready now? 
don't you why don't you turn your volume up and we will we'll hear you i'm ready can you hear me yeah now we do go ahead yes good morning everyone um first i want to thank Stephen lisa as well for having me and i'm humbled to be here and i'm excited to be a part of this and uh, I too have a scripture that's dear and close to my heart. So I'm just going to go ahead and start there. Uh, I'm going to go to Luke 13, 34. And it says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you will kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. And you were never and you were not willing Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of our Lord. Um, I too have a couple of thoughts with this scripture. Uh, first, uh, it's incredible the emotion that I hear in Jesus's voice when he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who sent you, how often I have longed to gather your children together as hens gather their chicks under their wings. <clears throat> when I read that, I thought of uh, just this pandemic because you know, that's how we're, what we're living in today and not being able to see my grandchildren. Uh, and our children as well, but um, I too have longed to just bring them in and see them come in the door and their arms open wide and running to Nana, Nana, I miss you, I love you, and you know, just kissing their faces and they giggle with glee and and how quickly they turn and and tell mom and dad go home because they know how great it is when they're with grandma and papa and their parents aren't present. Uh, and and it, it, it makes me um, sad in some ways to know that uh, Jesus is crying out to us. He's longing for that same um, interaction and that, that relationship maybe to resume. Maybe we once had it with him and, and we have uh, stepped back a little bit. Uh, maybe he's been calling on someone who's just not received that call and decided to move forward in that relationship, but he's longing. He's, it's from his heart. He's, he, he loves each one of us so much that uh, he, he wants none to perish. He gave his life up for us because he loves us so much. And so I, I just feel his emotion in this and uh, I'm humbled and I'm so grateful for that deep love that um, it's overwhelming uh, the emotion that I hear in these words of his. Um, my other thought is um, when I move ahead in the scripture and it reads, look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And um, in, in thought, that's 
there's some sadness there as well, because I think as I stated earlier, um, God doesn't want our homes to be desolate. He wants them to be full of life and full of the treasures that he wants to give us. He wants to, like a mother hen, there's nothing he wishes more than to gather us all in and, and be close to him and draw us up near to him. And um, in, in that scripture, it, it, it just encourages me. Uh, to know that that is his every wish. And I certainly don't want to be left with a house that's desolate. I want it to be full of Christ and, and um, the love of God, just as I want my home to be full of our grandkids and our kids and their love and their glee and their joyful faces. I know that's what God and Christ wish for us. They want to see our joy in them and our love for them and um, that light shine out to the rest of the world. And so I'll, I'm going to leave you all with that thought and I'll go ahead and lead us into communion. Um, let, let's pray for the body of Christ, the bread of life. Um, Go ahead and bow our heads. As we take this bread that represents the life that was broken for us, we celebrate your faithfulness and your deep love for us. I take this bread as you instructed your disciples, Lord, in remembrance of you. And I thank you so much and love you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen. And we'll, now we'll take the juice that represents the blood Christ poured out for us. Father, thank you for your deep love that you would send your only son so that he would pour out his blood on the cross for us so that we could have that connection with you and feel that deep, deep love that you have for us. We pray these in your son's name, amen.
Thank you. Thank you all so much. This is wonderful to hear from each one of you. And um, I, I hope that each of you that have spoken, you guys get to have a wonderful day today as well. But um, I, I wanted to um, thank Michelle. You know, um, Michelle, are, how are you feeling? Are you feeling better? these days? I am feeling better. I've got a little bit of a hoarse voice, but that's really from all the pollen and allergies and my asthma. So if anything, it's just a little struggling with my breathing, but nothing to do with the virus. Okay. So, yeah, gaining strength. Well, we're just very grateful. I mean, I know that you've been through this COVID-19, you've been through the virus and, you know, tested positive and have really struggled through it and Dawn. I know has, and I know he's getting better as well, but to have you do this for us today is really powerful for us that you're able to, because we prayed so hard for you and Dawn to get well, to get better, to get through this. And we're just really grateful that you are able to do this, that God's gotten you through it and that you were willing today to do this as well. So we're just really thankful for that. But, um, and each one of you that shared, it was just so great to hear from you and hear your perspective. And um, I know Tino and Carlos, it was so fantastic to hear, uh, to hear your, you translating. And we just love our um, Spanish speaking brothers and sisters. And so this was just very special for us. So thank you. And um, Alan and Pearl and Aaron and the mall. It's, it's just, it's wonderful just to see all of you. It's just really exciting. This is family and it's wonderful to be together. And I hope that this, these verses, even just being read and commented on, shared about, it gives you something maybe to go back and read these verses and picture all about this. God as a mother bear, God as a hen, God as, and look at the, which qualities are being portrayed about God as an eagle, a mother eagle protecting that nest. Hopefully we can spend time and that these things will help us to get closer to God because with that growing in knowledge, we actually can get better understanding of who our God is how, what he's like, and how much he loves and cares for us. So thank you very much for bringing that to us today and bringing it alive. I appreciate that. Thank you. I'd like to thank everybody as well. And it certainly, I, I want to say thanks uh, to the Lord for my mom. Uh, and, and again, I know for a uh, a lot of us, we've got all kinds of different situations, how we were raised, who raised us, uh, who guarded us and protected us. Uh, but listening uh, to these scriptures about bears and eagles, and mother hens, uh, I just want to say thanks for mom. Uh, hopefully I'll get to see her today. You know, she lives in an independent living facility about 10 minutes away from me, but they've been uh, quarantined like uh, so much of us are. And uh, I'm hoping that we are able to have a socially distant visit uh, today. But uh, my mom raised me uh, to, to believe in God from my, my earliest memory. And it was so much more about God. And as I got older, about Jesus and Jesus loves me and Jesus loves all the little children, red and yellow, black and white, 
We're all precious in his sight. Uh, my mom taught me, be careful little hands what you do, be careful little eyes what you see, be careful little feet where you go. And uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine this morning and we talked about how so much of what Jesus did seems to be intended to end religion as the world knew it. That religion uh, that is corrupted a religion that is more focused on tradition than, than God and being close to God. And, and anyway, talking with his friend just put me in a frame of mind today of thinking about how important it is for us to be close to God and to love God and to know God uh, and how sometimes uh, there's other things, perhaps even some religious thoughts that didn't really originate with God to get in the way. Uh, we talk a whole lot about how we're all made in the image of God. Uh, women are made in the image of God. Men are made in the image of God. We're made in the image of God. And, and certainly, if you go back and you read in Genesis, however you interpret the, these, these early writings that the Hebrews clung to and that are part of our Bible today, however you look at it, uh, it certainly is clear from from Genesis that men and, and women were given a very, very special role in the creation. Maybe we messed it up a whole lot. But we don't often think about, because we're in God's image, we don't often think about the animals, the trees, everything around us, that all of creation is a reflection of some part of God. And today is really a focus on mothers, but in each of these instances, we looked at the mother bear, a mama eagle, the mother hens. And certainly this gives God, you know, both the characteristics of a father. We talk about our father in heaven all the time. Uh, very often we don't talk about our mother in heaven because God is like a fierce mother when it comes to the love that is shown on his people. But I'm also put in a frame of mind of just how much all of God's nature, these animals, everything reflect him. And that takes me back to mom. Because while church became very important to us, uh, she always took us to church when we were little. Eventually my dad went to church too. She's the one that got him to a place that eventually he became a real Christian. If it wasn't for mom, God only knows what would have happened to my dear father. But when I think back on being three, four, five years old, I think about without church or any thoughts of church, when I walked and we lived in the country, when I would play outside and when I would hear the wind, when I would see uh, the trees swaying and there was tall grass all around us in the fields where I lived and I would take walks and I had a little dog. And I just remember from my earliest thought, knowing that God was with me and God loved me. And I'd like to think there was something in my heart from the very beginning that knew that, but I know for a fact without my mother and the things that she taught and instilled in me, that kind of uh, confidence and that kind of relationship and that kind of thought of God is more important than so many things. God is and again, I'm using the word religion in a, in a different way. God is so much more important than some mere religion that God is in us and around us all the time. 
And uh, I, I want to thank my mom and acknowledge her for that. And I want to also acknowledge all the moms in our congregation, especially. Uh, because I know sometimes in a community like ours, uh, we, can, we can get fearful about our, for our children and about our children. Uh, when you're in a community that's as diverse as we are, and we come from so many different backgrounds, and we have so many different thoughts about a lot of things, it's only normal and right for moms to say, I want my children to know God, and I want to be a part of something that's going to help my children know God, and that that is the most important aspect of what we do in regards uh, to our children. And so I just uh, wanted to share those thoughts and thank everybody uh, who shared today, uh, putting these thoughts in my heart and in my mind, uh, getting these, uh, these pictures. And I, I, I look to our congregation and I see some of you sisters out there and you are mama bears. And uh, I'm thankful for that and proud of you. You, are, uh, you fly like eagles, you're, you're mama hens, uh, you're, you're, you are partners uh, that I am just so proud to be able to know. And one of these days, Lord willing, we will get to say hi to each other in real life again. Uh, Lord willing, that day will come. I don't know that it's going to come very soon. So I want to continue to encourage everyone to be safe. Uh, when you're out around people, please wear a mask. Uh, remember, it's not for you. It's for others. I think it's for you a little bit too. But uh, let's, let's not let uh, the fact that there are more people moving around. There's a lot more going on. Things are opening up more and more. Uh, that We have some stores that are opening up and uh, that have been closed. Certainly, there's been grocery stores and other places have been open. But some other places are starting to open up. And, and with that, I'm afraid it's going to come some risky behavior. Uh, please, uh, for your family's sake, for your loved one's sake, for everyone, uh, stay safe, uh, keep yourselves uh, in the love of the Lord, and, uh, and know that uh, the Lord is going to see us through all of this. Uh, and hopefully, we'll soon be together. Hopefully, Michelle will be out of witness protection program. I look at Michelle over there. She's so backlit. I think she's in the witness protection program or something like that. But uh, it is good to see all of you here, and I look forward to when we can see uh, the whole congregation uh, together again. Uh, Korea, uh, before Carl plays us out, would you lead us in another song? I would love to. Could you all sing Hallelujah Chorus with me? No, just kidding. That would be awesome, though, wouldn't it? But um, we'll just think, we'll keep it simple. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. You know the Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. Let us praise the Lord of Lords. Praise him now and evermore. Praise the Father, Son, and the Spirit. You know the Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. 
I will call upon the Lord. Amen. I can, I can almost hear everybody singing at home. Well, uh, brothers and sisters, please remember, uh, we'll be getting together on Wednesday night at 7.30 and have something special for you then. Uh, next is Nadine Templar. Is that next week? Uh, the 24th. Oh, that's in two weeks. Two weeks. I'll check. We, Sorry. We, anyway. It's changed about three times. So. We have some special guests coming in the next couple of weeks. I know Sean and Elena Wooten are going to be with us all the way from Kiev, and they have uh, some things that they'll be sharing about uh, their they're soon to be moving to Budapest, and I think they've got some surprises for us. Uh, Nadine Templer. Nadine Templer will be speaking next Sunday. Yeah, so like, she's, thank yes, you. she's coming. Like I said, uh, <laughs> next week, uh, Nadine, uh, Lord willing, will be with us. And again, this Wednesday night, we have something special. Also, want to thank all of you for continuing to contribute to the work here. I know the work here is different. Uh, I'm certainly, uh, I've never been more excited to be able to be in contact and uh, communicating with so many brothers and sisters here in our congregation and around the world. Uh, I know, uh, Lord willing, tomorrow there's going to be a baptism. A young man who uh, came here, he's been studying the Bible uh, in Boston and the campus ministry there. Uh, his folks live, he's from Portland. He came back over here when they kicked all the kids out of school and they had to go home. Uh, I know he, he went, he came here, then he went back to get a car. He's either en route or already back here. And uh, I'm sure that uh, uh, Jada, uh, and uh, Jacob will be sharing the information about that baptism. Uh, Lord willing, if it happens, uh, it might tentatively happen tomorrow. And uh, uh, so there are good things happening. But uh, I, I just wanted to say, I wanted to thank everybody uh, for continuing to give. Uh, if you've not been able to give in the way you usually do and, and uh, can't write a check and send it or, or give online, then uh, that'll be okay. You'll figure it out eventually, but just as important, uh, uh, if there is anyone that needs anything, if there's anyone that needs any assistance or any help, uh, please let the elders or Lisa and me or, or whoever is uh, leading or hosting your small group uh, know about it. I get a sense that while I know some of you struggle more than others, uh, you're so heroic in so many ways, and I, I get a sense that we are very, very blessed uh, in a lot of ways as congregations go, uh, because there haven't been a lot of people to lose jobs in our church. Uh, the folks that have gotten sick are getting well. I'm so thankful for that. We have a lot to be thankful for, but uh, I would like to encourage everyone to be like an antenna, and if you know of or hear of some need in our congregation first, uh, then be sure that we know so that we can help. Uh, secondly, if you know of some need outside the congregation, uh, especially when it involves children, uh, we've been trying to be very active in helping the kids that usually eat at school, be able to have food at home. If you know of any way that we can help and serve or do more, uh, please be sure that you let us know. But uh, in the meantime, please keep safe. And as always, keep yourselves in the love of the Lord. Uh, Carl, play us out of here. You're listening to audio from the Portland Church. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to our ministry, please visit www.portlandchurch.org.